Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wearing the coolest stuff I've ever seen in my life. I'm just going to outfit the shit out of myself. <laughs> awesomeness. I feel bad I'm not wearing any of that right now, but we are okay, here. I got, you, I got you covered. Hey, One for me, one for you. I got you covered. And you got us double covered because you were on the Savan podcast this morning. It was so fun. <laughs> It I only so I only fun. got to saw the beginning. I took my son to the state fair today. We we like pulled him out of daycare and we're like it's just you and mom and dad. Blake can go to school because she's a pain in the ass right now, two and a half year old. <laughs> so we just took Dylan. We just took Dylan. But I got to cut, catch the beginning enough to where in the first fifteen seconds I got two <laughs> buck chases right off the bat between you and Savon. It's fantastic. I was like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all yeah, right. Boy. It was, I, I mean, that's what's so great about like having any sort of conversation with, with Sevon is you can get off on these weird tangents that really don't mean anything, but like, for some reason, there's a little bit of emotion that's always stuck to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. is it just cool that you don't have to worry about where do you default to what time zone, which that conversation would never happen anywhere. Yeah. But it is funny because every single time me and you talk, which is like every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's 7.30 my time and 11.30 your time. Is it my time? Is it your time? So I mean, I feel fun. like we handle that very well. We handle that ah, very we do. well. Yes. We do. But, uh, yeah, so a few things. I mean, you were on the Savant podcast. How, how did that yeah. go? I saw it was like two hours. So I can't wait to go back and watch it. No, man, it was super fun. We got into uh, a lot of good fire stuff, Good some some uh fire stories which Ooh, is cool oh cool some some very one of the one of my favorite things now being a retired fire department personnel is i don't need to sit there and play oh hi babe hi babe <laughs> how you doing uh one of the things that i love is i don't have to hold back when it comes to fire mm. as a civilian mm. what i need to say like i'm sorry don't be fat out of shape hunk of shit I don't care for male or female. Like, I don't care. Like we got into that stuff, which is cool. We we started talking about. Um, he's gonna have Don on uh, on his show. I saw and, that he. I I why well, I texted and I was like, hey, is this another one of those like clickbaity? <laughs> Dave Cash is um, coming on. He's like, just kidding. We're talking about Dave Cash. I was like, so Don Fall, the CEO of CrossFit, yeah. is really going on the show. Yeah, and he was asking. It was really. I was. It was interesting because he's like, do you think I should ask these questions? Do you think? And I'm like, dude, if you aren't you, then it's defeating the whole purpose. I go, I, I think he's coming onto your show to get those questions. Yes. So it was, it, I, I think it was, I, it was really fun, man. We had, we had a good time. And I, I mean, he knows that we, we've told him. It's like, anytime you want us on your show, man, just, just say it will come on. But it was, re it was really fun to catch up and just talk a lot of stuff it was a good time yeah good time. i can't wait to, i can't wait to check it out today i took my son to the state fair as i said before um but yeah don fall coming on yeah just the fact that he's going on there i think speaks volumes of who this guy totally is like hey go into the lion's den i just hope savan doesn't puss out <laughs> Well, and I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he will. I mean, he doesn't need to come that. at him it, hard, but like, let's, let's have a, let's have a really open, raw discussion, which is what I love he, about the podcast, Savon's podcast, because he has a lot of those and I hope we get it, the same thing. Yeah. It's not, you know, if it's going to be coming from him, that it isn't going to be, um, it's not going to be a, 
let's just pander to the same talk and the same rhetoric. It's like, oh, everything's great and everything's great and everything's mm-hmm. great. Um, it was interesting, though, that he said uh, that he seemed legitimate, not nervous, but like it was there's almost like a dang, what should I do? Like, how should Savant. I handle this? Yeah. And, yeah. And even like I didn't even realize he, he brought up a text that I that I sent to him and I completely forgot about it where he's like where I said, are you ever you ever going to give this guy a shot? Does yeah. he get a shot mm. or is it a Greg only and everyone else has no chance has no chance? And he was like, dude, you like you called me out on that. I didn't I really had to think about that. And I wasn't trying to necessarily raise a ruckus on it necessarily, but it was yeah, it's a good question, though. Tongue in cheek, but it was. Yeah, it's true. So I can't I can't wait to hear that one. That one that I, I will say uh, probably in our space. Mm hmm. Next to having Dave on the show, yeah, that will be the show. That's the show. When does uh, that happen? That's the show. When does that happen? Let me uh, look this up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, sure. let's Couple see. Weeks, yeah, I saw it pop up. Let's see. All right, Savon Podcast. Uh, notify me. Scheduled on the 17th at 11 a.m. I will click the notify me. There you go. You yes, guys please. all go there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put this in the chat here. Not that you guys aren't unaware of where to find the <laughs> Savant Podcast. <laughs> Matt, Bruce, Corey, Yash, Travis, Jeffrey. Oh. Zombie. Hey, and all you guys that are here, I, I sent this to Chase. There was a post a couple days ago um, where CrossFit HQ had the... Uh, the article about the the muscle up, how oh, to do it, yeah, like the, the exact things that we were talking the about, and all of a sudden they repost that journal article, and I'm like, well, 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 mm. who's jumping on the old? Look bandwagon. who's jumping on the old I was bandwagon. Good, I was good. That's what yeah. we're trying like, to do. Yeah, cool. This Everyone, is a positive everyone's thing. Everyone's talking about it now. We're getting that. We're getting that whole thing back. The, the uh, I was talking to. Uh, some of the guys from uh, Life is RX and same thing, all the pukey stuff that they have coming back out again. Like I just, Oh, did you talk man, to them? Coming back, man. Yeah. Like this on, cool. like on Instagram yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I mean, they got some sick ones coming out that are, that are really pretty cool. And some other, they have a whole Halloween thing that I just saw that they posted like Frankenstein. Ah, that's good. You know, and stuff like that. It was, re- they got some cool stuff. So it's, I just love that. That's just starting like I, it's starting to come back. It's so fun. That's what we want. It's so fun. Yeah. Get back to good. Get back to good. We're not saying get back to good because things are bad, but we just know how things were great. And I love the fact that at Don's going bad, on there. Dude, don't I lie. Really do. They were bad. I mean, we've bad. had a couple bad years. We yeah. we we got we got off we got off track, and that's okay. We're yeah. coming back again. Yeah. All right. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so today is our CrossFit Journal Book Club episode, Glassman Chipper Article Number Nine. Now, this is called Hall of Fame Workouts, but the beginning part I thought was really neat, and it had to do with the erg, the the row erg, and how to maybe compare. Right, it's, it's this is great in the area of newfound. Don't talk about athletes' body sizes relative to their abilities. <laughs> There's a whole fucking article on it. When it starts as, <laughs> when it starts as, bigger, stronger people are better on the rower. No shit. 
We can say you that. You know, you're hurting my feelings now. How dare you're you talk about my body like that? Subconscious about me Jesus. and what I'm able to. Oh, my God. Yes. So I'm not talking so about dumb. that. I'm talking about your body ability to perform physical tasks. Mechanics. Not what, not what it looks Period. like on Instagram. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Married with two don't kids. Care. Don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it had it, uh, and we'll get into it but it had is like but here's a way to compare kind of like Sinclair and weightlifting uh, as yes. far as like body size which I thought was really cool um, I have a show idea Bill that I am thrilled about for us and I've been talking to Mr. Tyler Taylor Watkins if you guys Ooh. know who that is that is the man who is racially Push the Z scoring element out there. We did a whole uh, podcast with him a few months ago. I want to say last winter almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few, uh, several months back, just talking about it, the idea behind it, thoughts on it. Um, Brian Friend just posted something on his social media about Z scoring versus regular scoring as they have at the CrossFit Games. And the Crash Crucible. With uh, J.R. Howell just went down, I believe it was last weekend. It looked phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the events that he put out there. But they use Z-scoring. In fact, Z-scoring, in a sense, this was really, uh, I can't remember what the scoring was called back then. It was, um, I can't remember. They used like different standard deviation. Standard stuff. deviation, yes. They used yeah. standard deviation scoring in my regional in 2010. Crazy. Actually, crazy, which I think also attributed to my qualification process, <laughs> as well as capping the weight on the snatch ladder. But that being said, I talked to Tyler today and I go, got an idea for you. Are you game? He goes, shoot. I was like, how about we create a series called Rescoring the CrossFit Games? And we go episode by episode, year by year. And Tyler is going to rescore every CrossFit Games for the last 16 years using Z scoring and seeing what the difference really is. I think he has that already, hasn't he? Because we, I know we've not to that about detail. It at different no, times. Uh-uh. not the Z score. Nope. Nope. I can't believe it. I can't believe he hasn't done that on his he own. He said he's been playing, but like today, I was like, "Hey, hit up 2007, get back to me." And he goes, "Bro, this is awesome." <laughs> And I'm not going to ruin it because what I want us to do is I want us to go event by event. Hey, here's the scoring. Now, what they did back then was place points per place. So he's also going back and rescoring with the current point system that we have and then comparing it to a Z score. So what the the episodes are going to look like is we're going to go event by event. Who won standard scores had always been rescore with the z score two three four till we're done and at the end the big reveal is did it change anything right spoiler alert 2007 it changed something (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say but i think we've got 16 episodes coming down the pipe rescoring the crossfit games with tyler watkins using z scoring what do you think i like it yeah, I, no, I dig, I dig that for gonna sure. It's going to be great. Now, it's going to be a shitload well, of work for him, especially once we start getting into, like, the 15 event <laughs> games oh era. Gosh, totally. You know, 2007 is easy. You got three. <laughs> yeah. So, no, he, Tyler, he's got he's got the Excel thing out. He's going to show who went up, who down, by what percentage. Like, I've already saw it, and it's like, it's this is this is awesome. 
Well, so, and I've seen him do it. You know, he's popped in on some of the events like Wadapalooza's in the past and some of the other ones. And he's done some of the regionals and even some of the games. I think he's done a couple of them um, already. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, even, like, at least the handful that he that I've seen on this end of the spectrum, like time-wise, mm-hmm. there are adjustments. Not all of them, not every single time, but there are adjustments that are made or that would be made. And, and it's... Man, I tell you, like, I, I I totally get it. I, I get it. I don't know my inside guts how I feel about it, though. I don't either, but that's why I want to do it. I just want to have the conversation. Yeah. And maybe year it by be, year. It would be really cool to see. I think it would just give us a better perspective on what it does. Do we need it? Is it necessary? Yeah. I'm on, I, I am. I, I go back and forth. Obviously, there's no perfect scoring system. There's ways to mess this up in a sense. Um, But I just think it would be fun. It would be really interesting to see since that's also that. I mean, the the scoring system is always that thing that hangs out there. Mm -hmm. And it's everybody knows that it's never perfect. We've seen it change so many times. Yeah. And it would be nice, like everything else that we talk about, you know, whether it's different versions of the burpee or different versions of the handstand push-up or different versions of the scoring table, mm-hmm. to have something that's standardized so everyone at least knows the place. And with, it shouldn't be the unknown and unknowable for your scoring system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or like, the season this year, you're gonna or get the standards of any movement chunks. we do. Yes. Right. Next year, it will be checkers. And the year after Seashells that, it will be points again. And points yeah. again. And cuts. So... I uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm that'll pumped. be really fun. I think that'll be awesome. Julian awesome. Eifer, you guys need to have Savan on the podcast. Savan is you know as funny as as hardcore as he is as a host of his podcast. I really think he is not one that would like to be on a podcast. I think he likes to. <laughs> Savan likes to be in control, and when he uh, steps into other people's territory, I don't think he's comfortable doing that, which is kind of funny That's, for someone like Savan. Funny. Savon likes yeah. to hold the camera. <laughs> yes, he does. He likes to put the camera in your face, and he's very good at it. He's very good at it. Uh, one, he, he oh, can sick. put the camera on himself. He doesn't want you to put the camera right. on him. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> right. want you asking the questions. Uh, one more thing before we get into this article is, you know, we talked about um, creating the nickname for Tim, Tim Paul Send. Dude, did you see that? And I uh, just wanted to pull this so up. So rad. So rad. Paul uh, graced us with a little uh, preview teaser. Yeah. Of his new shirt coming out. It's my bandana. You can run from the star. This is my bandana. There's no escaping this one. I can't play it too I much. Mean, I feel like we'll get hit with the copyright thing again. <laughs> I know, but that just, I mean, that fits. It's really, it, I think it's funny. Like that music fits what he's doing right yeah. now. But Tim's such like a nice guy. He's he is. Friendly, he is. He is. Soft and but check out his and shirt. on there and it's like, God Boom. dang, bro. Going Paulson. We have the little so I- icon there so you guys can check yeah. it out. But uh, we put that on our Instagram page, get with underscore the programming. Now, while you're over there, you can go ahead and just uh, click that video, find his profile, and he's got the, those shirts that you can pre-order. So full Paulson. Awesome. I love it. Paulson. 
I love it. All right, let's yeah. get to the good stuff today. Article number nine of the Glassman Chipper. Pull it up right here. Where are you, little guy? There you are. There you are. All right. Now, the title is Ergometer Scores and Hall of Fame Workouts, written December 4th, or sorry, December 2002, issue number four. Mm-hmm. Now, this is written by Greg Glassman, as most of the early ones were. If anybody doesn't. Oh, no. Do I have this on the wrong? Hold on. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. All right. So as we look at the top of this, this is in comparison to the row erg to start. So this is a little two-parter within its own uh, setup. It says the rowing ergometer, ergometer times are dominated. The first line of this, <laughs> the row erg times are dominated by heavier athletes. <laughs> How dare that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, whoa. you're not allowed to. You're talk not about allowed my to talk about athlete sizes. That makes me feel, you know, I'm self-conscious now. You're not allowed to my, do that. About my size. That is that is irresponsible. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, that's very appreciate cool. that, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah, support the show, the Tim Paulson. Thank you for the ten bucks, bro. Appreciate that. Now, at the top of this is check out the concept two rankings for lightweight versus heavyweights at every distance. And rowing is a heavyweight game. So when you're across a games athlete, and you're a smaller or shorter athlete, and we draw attention to the fact that you're at a disadvantage physically because of this bigger person next to you, it's just the way it is. <laughs> just like Muggsy Bogues probably shouldn't drive the middle of the lane when Patrick Ewing is sitting in the freaking paint. Anybody gets that? I mean, that's a very old reference, but still. It is, but the, the that's the whole thing. What I don't, I, it's there's not a shot on anybody. It's a okay in this particular position on this particular machine. You don't, you haven't been dealt the uh, mechanical advantage cards, right? And that doesn't mean you can't beat people. I mean, I love, I love when if you talk talk about the rower specifically. When uh, there was one of the open workouts, I think it had Camille, it had um, oh. Sam Briggs, it had, uh, and there was someone else. I think it was the one that they did in Vegas. Was that the Champions one? No. It was whatever the one they did in Vegas. The first okay. one they did in, in Vegas. Okay. Anyway. Obviously, Sam Briggs was going to be the one that was going to win that. And they were talking about how... Camille uh, uh, LeBlanc Bazinet, she wasn't going to have a chance because she's shorter than Sam. But she was really in shape that year, and she mm. crushed the row. Oh. And I thought that that was great because it was like, Oh, okay, was it the row thruster one? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. The 27, yeah, yeah, yeah. 21, 15, 9? Uh, shit, I hate it. I think I, I think I blanked that one out of my head. The event that made purpose. Fran not hard? Yeah, so it's like, oh, all we got to do is 21.59, sweet. Yeah. Um, but it was great because here, you know, mechanically, mm-hmm. she should not do well, and she smashed the row. Right. So it's like it doesn't mean you can't do well on it. It just means that you don't have the uh, the cards aren't stacked in your favor. That's all. That's all we're saying. Yeah. If you're a smaller athlete, you're a shorter athlete, no, you're not going to be, classically speaking, better at wall balls and, and uh, rowing than someone that's tall and heavier. 
Right. Doesn't mean you can't beat them, though, because your fitness is better. Like, cool, whatever. Cool. Still, generally speaking. Generally speaking, yes. Generally speaking. All right. And the reasons for this are complex, are a complex blend of physics and physiology, and the influence differ from one type of the erg, ergometer, I'll just say rower, gosh, erg, to another from shorter to longer distances. It says, in fact, the science of rowing and ergs give example opportunity or ample opportunity to brush up on a lot of basic physiology, physics, and mathematics. Yes. That's yeah. the point. No kidding. That's the point. <laughs> Someone at 5'8 or smaller is going to do much better at Cindy than someone at six foot or taller because of basic physiology, physics, and mathematics. And it's okay to draw attention to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. However, Tim Granger of the Cambridge University, again, this is 20 years ago, has developed an algorithm that allows us to compare rowing scores at different weights. And this is what we said, not unlike the uh, Sinclair formula for weightlifting. So, for example, there are weight classes in weightlifting. Obviously, someone who is sitting at 6'6", 300, is probably going to clean and jerk more than someone who's sitting at 5'6", 135. But they use a formula called the Sinclair formula that uses their basic physical weights, sizes, and lifts to compare actually who pound for pound is the strongest person there. And they use an algorithm or a formula to determine that. And it's really cool. I like saying, I think they did that at, um, I think they do that at Wadapalooza. Don't they? Don't they use Sinclair in the, their little weightlifting exhibition? Oh, the not, weightlifting not the mainstay yeah, yeah, competition, yeah, yeah. but they, you know, they have a bunch of things going on there. But they, I think they use that for those weightlifting days. Remember the guy that weightlifted blindfolded and yeah. beat everybody? In yeah. jeans? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that beast. guy was... Beast. Oh, beast. who was that guy? Forgot who that beast. was. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, so they give an example. For instance, using an algorithm, we can find that someone who's 220, male, with a 7-minute 2K, equates to a 165-pound male rowing at a 730. They used a formula. And they said, hey... Yes, though there are some physical disadvantages here, but they started drawing comparisons between the two using this algorithm, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. 7.30, I felt it was generous. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. Really cool. And so in the beginning part, it's like, it's important to note that they developed this algorithm looking at the mathematical relationships of world records at varying distances and comparing the individuals at varying weights and models that reflect the relationship among these individuals. And what I thought was really cool here is when they had this at the top, the algorithm makes CrossFit more effective and challenging tools, the Concept 2 indoor rower, into a more practical and meaningful experience, I would say in a fun alternate universe test. <laughs> fun right? alternate universe test. At no point in time... You know, saying like, hey, this is fun information to have, cool statistics, very interesting. At no point in time would I say in a group class like, hey, if you're over six foot to 20, you can row 2,000 meters and it's fine. If you're under, you guys only have to row 1,800, you know, because you're small then life's unfair. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say that, 
right? The thing I love about CrossFit is there's no weight classes. There's no age divisions. It's, it's as about as basic as life can get outside the walls of your gym. I, I was I was just going to ask your thoughts as we were talking about the Sinclair and we're talking about these. Uh, one of the original conversations when it came into, you know, we were talking about like the early games was once we got through the initial three years, then it was like, hey, we have guys like Chris Spieler out there. Should there be weight classes in CrossFit? And that was a big discrepancy within the the, the athletes and the community because of that, it was like, it, it seems like on paper, it made sense. Oh, well, let me ask, I mean, your initial thoughts, like, do you think we should have ever had that? And what would be Weight the pros classes? and cons of that? Yeah. No. Why? In CrossFit? Yeah. No. Why? Because I feel like this is more like life imitates fitness routine. Like, I, I like the fact that we're all like, and, and well, here's the thing. Every sport I played didn't have that. You did. Right. Like that's part of your genetic athletic makeup. Right. In mine, it's always just like, you know, let's go. Two, 200 meters. Don't care. Water yeah. polo. Don't give a shit. That guy's bigger than you. I don't care. Yeah. It's like you're at a disadvantage. Don't care. Right. And so now, like my, my sport background wasn't even like that was never a thing. So when it came into CrossFit, I was like, great. Yeah. You know, we're all equal. I just hope you I, give this mighty mouse something heavy or long or a wall ball or a rose that I get, I get mine too. <laughs> right. No, I agree. Make it I, even. I, even though I, you know, being coming from the, from the wrestling background and everyone had our weight classes and all that kind of stuff, I never liked the idea of CrossFit having weight classes. Yeah. Um, one, I think just because I thought it was cooler that you could have a guy like Chris Spieler who seemed tiny compared to everyone else right it was right next to him throwing the same barbell around mm -hmm. and it's like and what, I, what was cool is the big guys would be able to move the bar a lot faster and then you'd get to the gymnastic he pull-ups running whatever stuff and then all of a sudden he would just smash and so he'd have this constant back and forth of everybody playing to their strengths and trying to mitigate or play damage control on whatever their weakness piece was, whatever they were the least, um, had the least advantage. Yeah. Um, and you just use, which is real life. And I think that the, the fire, the fire, firefighter part of me of that, um, the mindset was the incident doesn't care if you're too old, if you're too young, mm. if you're sick that day, if you're not sick that day, can you bend down? Can you not bend down? Are you strong? Are you not strong? Like the the shit's still burning, right? So you need to use your faculties to make it happen. Just like in this race, you had to use your abilities to go faster, whether you were tall or small or whatever. So I I agree. Even though I was a weight class guy with all the wrestling, yeah. I never once wanted that. Never once wanted that. It didn't but even like cross my mind. Like this is the first time I've discussed this more than two seconds of absolutely not. <laughs> you know, that's well, usually that's always been my answer. If we're in this realm, I mean, yeah. this is this is the the first half. I mean, this 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 you know write up is only two pages, and the right. half of it is talking about how do you show with the Sinclair, or you show this here mm -hmm. of 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 doing that. So it is. I think it's good to look at. I think it's cool to look at and to to discuss. Um, usually, the only people who want the um, what do they call that in school when you're uh, and they put it on the bell curve like that. Oh, yeah. uh, what do they call yeah. that? Is no, that, I've been yeah. out of school a long time, obviously. The, the, uh, 
shoot, what is that called? What is that called, you guys? The the sliding scale for your tests? Yeah. Yeah, what is that? Um, (laughs) The only people that would really like that or really wanted that were the ones that knew and did not want to get better at the other piece. Um, You know, whether it was like, well, I'm too short, so yes, they should make it easier for me. Not like, okay, well, I'm too tall, they should make it easier for me. Like, they never think of it the other way, so I never... Uh, yeah, grading on a curve. Thank God. Thanks. Oh, grading Corey. on a curve. How do we you. not get? That? Oh, yeah. What's the curve? Yeah, that's the question we would ask. Is there a curve? Uh, yeah, is there a curve? So I, I like that they don't have that. I, I've always liked that they don't have it. I, I, I think it's cool that when you get yours, it pops up there. You get to, you get to just crush it. And if it's not in your wheelhouse, then it's like, all right. Well, then how fit are you that you can mitigate that? Yeah. Um, I, I think that I was totally agree. Really cool. Totally agree. Yeah. I love it. Just and and it's, it goes right along with the training methodology. It's like life doesn't care yes. how old you are, what you look like, how like how tall you are, if you're sick, what your social status class me, like is, how many followers you have on Instagram. Like this tree is falling on your fucking house no matter what happens today. Yeah. Are you physically capable of handling the situation? Like, yeah. dear tree, I'm in a featherweight <laughs> division. Can we drop something smaller on this situation? Uh, I am sorry. I'm going to have to send a letter to uh, the tree union because, I'm sorry, the diameter of your trunk is way too large for me. <laughs> so that's it. I'm sorry. It's not fair. That's, it, that's not, it's, not, it's not fair. Oh, but yeah, that was a, it, it was cool. I, I like seeing the differences. What I really like to see here with this algorithm that I actually want to look at is, is always trying to do the, the difference between the men and the women. Yeah, right. I would like to see this apply to not a 165 pound male, but, you know, a female equivalent time of what it is, you know, like, like we saw at the thousand meter at Jackie pro 315 yeah. for the men, 340 for the women. How do we get there through lost lots of testing for one. Right. Right. And I thought, I thought they got real, they, they, they nailed it. Like yeah, everyone got impressive. pushed to the edge and a couple on the ladies side missed it. Yeah. Right. But I think having some type of standard here on the machines, and we see it all the time, right? Ski or any type of machine. Rowing, not rowing, no. Or uh, sorry, running, no. The, hard, the hardest event at the games for the women is having to do the full marathon just like the men <laughs> on a machine, yeah. right? Who got the short end in that event? The women did. Absolutely. And they freaking crushed it because they're all yeah. monsters. Especially Margo Alvarez. Shout out. All right, let's get to the second part of this. This one was very interesting. I thought it was fascinating. Hall of Fame workouts. I thought it was very time-oriented, man. It is. It's very. So, again, remember, we're looking at this through the lens of 20 years ago with the knowledge that we had, the athletes that we had, the training that was involved. A lot has changed over two decades. It says what these three workouts have in common is that each is complete and that they are simple, demanding, and effective. We can't think about them without laughing. I'm really not sure what they... (laughs) Oh, they they also each use the rower, right? So this is how there's a connection between the two parts of these. And the first one that they came out with was Fight Gone Bad. Do you remember the first time you did Fight Gone Bad? Well, let me explain it first. So if you guys are listening... Three rounds, 
one minute at five different stations and a one minute break in between. It was wall ball. <laughs> I see the target right now. I and mean, now I am laughing. Wall ball, <laughs> sumo deadlift high pull, box jumps at 20 inches for both, push press, and row cals. And it was 75 and 55 for the deadlift and the row. Here they have 20 pound ball to an eight foot target. Do you know that you know the background on this on this workout? No. You know where it came from? Oh, I mean, it, this is the mimic, the three rounds of a MMA fight, right? The yeah, time frame. Yeah. If you were, if you know anything about like MMA, UFC stuff, this was made. It was designed for BJ Penn. So BJ oh. Penn came out to Santa Cruz. There's a bunch of them that were kind of messing around with stuff in Hawaii. He came out to Santa Cruz, was doing some CrossFit stuff, and Greg designed this for him. Right, kind of on the fly, put it all together, had BJ run through it. And at the end of it, he's laying down on the ground and they're like, he, he was like, Hey, how did that feel? And he's like, dude, I feel like I just got my ass kicked. Like that was a fight that got that went bad. Uh, fight going bad. <laughs> That's where the name came That's from. That's awesome. Now, that when everyone looking at this like eight foot target, 20 inch box, 75 pounds, the reason why it's at those weights and heights for both is to get as many reps as humanly possible. Right? The goal here isn't, it's like, oh, 20, it should be 2014 to 10 feet and 75 pounds is too light. It's going to be 95 and 24 inches for the men. That's, this was designed, as you said, it's like how to make a hard workout worse. Do we go heavier? Do we go higher? Do we do more reps? No. Sometimes we go lighter. Right? It's like, hey, do Karen Unbroken. You're like, I can't do that. It's like, here's a 14-pound ball. Do Karen Unbroken. You're like, well, fuck. Well, now I have to. Yeah. Right? Think, think about like where, like an eight. Some people, like we got, some, we got those tall, tall wall ballers, the good mm -hmm. rowers. Yeah. The ball wouldn't even leave their hands. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I can, I can almost reach to an eight-foot line standing tall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, obviously we have some modernized version, but the only thing we've modernized since then is, it's just the target height. That's it. Yeah. And these box jumps 20 years ago wasn't stand up, open your hips at the top. You rebounded wow. off the top. You open your hips like on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> but like before that, really before the open came about, the hop up to the box and extend your hips to the top was not a thing until 2011. Yeah. I would say uh, it was the basically workout two, 11.2 change the standard of box jumps forever yeah do you remember I, I i asked you this like do you remember your first time doing this yeah yeah we um i mean i think the first time i did it was very it was very hodgepodgey um i did it at the fire station uh, but i know that when we first when we first opened up like crossfit inferno the first time the first weekend in the original spot it was like a thousand square foot spot this was the first event that we did and we, it was kind of like a grand it was our grand opening kind of thing and we did we did this one and it was so sloppy <laughs> like I, I mean like the first time you do it and and especially back in the early days like we nobody understood any remotely the idea of pacing anything thus the pukey and you're really cool for the first round yeah and then i mean you're you're and i say the first round getting through the minute one two three four and then you get on the row and you get like two calories yeah 
because you're breathing so damn hard and you're like you have a minute rest after that you're like well fuck i'm done now yes i can't do, i can't do anything and then it got really interested about like how how to uh to gauge the the strategy <laughs> it's a trip so the first time i did this i brought at the time my girlfriend's brother to crossfit with me for the first time oh nice and it was her younger brother and i was like i'm going to show this shithead how it's done. And I go out. I mean, I go out hard, like as hard as I can just to like bury him. And I'm sitting there during my, my rest time. And the coach goes 15 seconds. I was like, what do you mean? 15 seconds? He goes, you get a minute rest. I was like, I thought it was five minutes of rest. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was three rounds, a minute at these five movements with a five-minute break in between. That's the pace I went out in. I went out in a pace thinking I'm going to get five minutes of rest, and I got one, and my life ended in that second round. I bet. I bet. It was – I will never forget it, and I think I've only done it one time since then. (laughs) Oh, man. I I throw this one in a lot. I throw it in on even uh, athletes that I do – um, that I do remote programming for, but I'll have them do the championship version, which oh. is the five. Oh, round the five version. rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it says three to five round versions. Yeah. That would definitely change the entire approach to that workout. It's a, com- I would say it's a completely different workout from three to five. A hundred percent. Right. Totally. But that's, but that's on purpose. I mean, right. That, no, I'm not saying that's, that's a bad purpose. thing. I'm yeah. just saying those that listening is like, Oh yeah. Five rounds. Like no different workout. <laughs> yeah. Different workout. Yeah. Um, now, so if you ever want, if you guys ever do a party, a, a party workout, if you want to have a fun one, you do beer gone bad. Beer gone bad. So here's how you do beer gone bad. Uh, exact same setup, exact same movements, everything. You have to start off. You have one minute to drink a beer. Okay. And then you start and you go through all the movements. Da, 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 da. You get into your rest stage. Have to you have that that minute your rest you have to pound a beer okay and then on every single rest stage you have to do that into the last one after the third round you hit the last one and you have that a minute to drink that last beer so, so you do four, four beers, beers. Four a beer beers. buy-in yeah now that's a buy-in I can get down with <laughs> right <laughs> oh man it, it is oh you get in, why you, would you, you, you do slam, that slam you you pound that beer. And then you get into the wall balls, and you're like, bubble, bubble, ugh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I could just see the row with a box jump. So the, uh, you no. Remember, you remember that? There was that, there was that whole time frame yeah. where no, I know. we tried to make all of them. Uh, yeah, party workouts. Oh, man. I used to so do uh, Beer Murph on Ooh. New Year's Eve. Okay. So three, two, one, go. Chug a beer. Run a mile. And then come back inside. And it was five rounds uh, sorry, four rounds of five of partitioned Cindy. Mm. So you go five rounds of Cindy, half a beer for four rounds. Then you go out for the mile. And when you come back in, you chug another beer and then your time stops, which oddly enough <laughs> is still four beers. <laughs> just like you had with fight gone bad. And I tell you what. In December, when it was like 40 degrees outside and a little buzz, 
my last mile was so freaking fast. I was like, I feel invincible. I feel, I feel so good. And then I got in. I was like, oh, my God. This beer is the worst. Oh, beer cow I already said my story about cow God. That probably helped. Let's be honest. Well, All right, no, so you need, you need the whiskey for that one. So as one of the Hall of Fame workouts that we have here, and the preface being these three workouts have in common that they have in common is that they each comp- is complete and that they are simple, demanding, and effective. Fight combat is a very effective workout. Very effective. Very effective workout. The next one, I haven't thought about this workout in ages. Love it. Tabata this. Yep. Tabata intervals, 20 seconds of work, followed by 10 seconds of rest for eight rounds. So that's basically four minutes of air squats, rowing, pull-ups, sit-ups, push-ups, with a one-minute rotation break between exercises. So you have four ra- or four minutes, right? Eight total rounds of Tabata air squats. Yep. One minute rest. One minute rest. Full Tabata row. But if you've never done Tabata row cows out there, anyone? Yuck. <laughs> Any Tabata interval of, of these by himself. One minute break, Tabata pull-ups. Minute break, Tabata sit-ups. Also terrible. Amat sit-ups are easy until I did this. One minute break, Tabata push-ups. Fantastic. The, now, here's the thing. This is old school Tabata rules. Right. Each Nobody exercise, would do it now yes. <laughs> the right way. Each exercise is scored by the weakest number of reps. So you could have 20 or seven rounds of 20 squats, and if you took off for one and you got 12, your score is 12. You go to shit on push-ups, get down to threes, Instead of the 20, your score is three. Doesn't matter how many you did. That's the original Tabata scoring. Well, and back then, everyone knew that the reason that that particular scoring was so important and effective was because, again, nobody understood to pace it. They just heard Tabata, you are to go all out. Everything you got for (laughs) 20 seconds. Like you do that now, and you'll see people will pull up at like 16 Uh, seconds. You're like, no. No, 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 Uh -uh. no. Yeah. Cheater cheater but that is that's it, what you're supposed to do you want to see like can you hang on like well then i won't get the best score if i just right. do 18 every round i get an 18 instead of going 20s and a 13 because i died i'm like that's the point yep. yep people forget like why is tabata effective because it's eyes bleeding intensity that is yeah. unsustainable but you're going to try to it's over in four minutes Something I so oh, I was gonna make a joke. <laughs> Don't worry, honey. Do anything for four minutes. <laughs> now this workout stands the Tabata interval concept on its head, but it's so potent in its impact that it stands remembered as our favorite by our crew. Now, if you look at the qualifications of this Hall of Fame workout twenty years ago, they are complete in that they are simple, demanding, and effective. No one got done with Tabata this. No one got done with the row part of Tabata this and was like, nah, it's not really, not really covering sure all my bases here. I need to go run after this because, you yeah. know, what I, need else? To, I, need to, I need to do some abs maybe. Yeah. Um, it's not, I didn't get enough of a workout. We do the squat cycle. Yes, Yash. That's the whole fucking point. 
<laughs> Unless you have elite lactic acid. Yes, that's the point. That's, you're catching on. That's the point. All right, and the last one. This was my favorite one. Why? Because they call this event, if I just told you the event is <laughs> the row thruster pull-up. <laughs> that's the name of this event. You're like, oh, I've never heard of that one. It's like, you haven't heard of the title of this one. But 20 years ago, this called, in quotes, row thruster pull-up starts with a 1,000-meter row into 50 thrusters with a 45-pound barbell and 30 chin-over bar pull-ups, and that's it. Hmm. Sound familiar? Well, does anybody? That's right, Stefan. That looks like Jackie. That is Jackie. But it 20 is. years ago... Jackie did not exist. It was just called Row Thruster Pull Up. Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. which is so funny. I was like, oh, wow. Now, here's the thing. Right now, what is Jackie for elite athletes? Well, you know, the same thing as Helen for elite athletes. The same thing as Fran for elite athletes. The same thing as Diane for elite athletes. It's not the same workout that it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, Jackie was an awesome workout. It crushed everybody. And it did test your work capacity in a huge way. 30, 50 empty bar thrusters still sucks now. 20 years ago, like, oh, man, where should I break? Mm -hmm. <laughs> How should I break up these pull-ups? Right? And that test, shoot, even a decade ago, was a gnarly and fun quality test. Well, I mean, so what regional was that in? 2013. I was in that, was that 2015? 2013. 2013. Yeah, 2013. So 2013. And then they've had it where they've tried to up it by doubling it for the Masters. That was one of the online yeah. qualifiers. And then they did it. The One of the semis had it like as a, a double. Pyramid double deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I like the now. I, I like the fact that what especially on that event on, on on other ones i don't i don't see it maybe not as either obvious or as cleanly designed mm -hmm. but i feel that they with all of the iterations of jackie that have come up it has been the appropriate based on the level of athlete that we've that we've had out there like the way yeah. they they did the jackie this year the version of i thought was amazing yeah and it would job. be a completely different workout for people that aren't games level athletes because of the time frame, because of the weight on the thruster, because of the bar muscle up. But those athletes are so good at those movements that that was exactly how these athletes did it back in the day. I remember watching Greg Amundsen, the video of Greg Amundsen doing this and thinking like I would have to watch it like twice before I did it. To be like, all right, how did he do this? How fast was he going? Oh, yeah. I need to make sure that I do, and I'm watching him, and I'm seeing how fast he can go. I'm like, okay, I'll catch him then on the thrusters, and I'll, I'll catch him on the on the, uh, the pull-ups. Um, but I really – I it is. It's This is – I like I, – and it's. I think it's cool that it's here, and here we are talking about it, and we just had a version of it in the games. Yeah. Like, talk about, like, full circle. I, I really love it. Cool. I love it that we that we came to this, yeah. Um, this part of this article with these three. Now, when you look at these three, under the guy's title of Hall of Fame workouts, obviously we're missing a lot of other 
time domains in rep schemes and things like that. But when we look at it just from the, the back end view is like, sure, we could probably make up a hundred different workouts that, that we could qualify as like crazier tests. But we just look at the simplicity as it said, complete, simple, demanding, effective tests. There's no hole to poke in any of these other than the fact that you probably just don't want to do them. And the fact that you don't want to do them should speak exactly to the quality of the workout itself. And if you're, if you move away from the, 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 the sport of all the elite level athletes, if you pull any, any of these three out right now for a class, Oh yeah. It's going to do exactly the job it needs to fucking do. Yes. I mean, exactly what it's supposed to do. And that's exactly. No one is going to come out of these things and be like, oh, yeah, that was totally easy. Yeah. Uh, Jackie, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, and that's exactly it won't, it won't what these articles and these, you know, write-ups and the nutrition prescription and the training met like this is exactly the test of time exactly this is exactly what it's for we're talking about cross the training methodology to improve health and fitness across a worldwide span of human beings these three are great timeless 20 years ago yeah this workout didn't even have a damn name yet like, hey, what do we call that? There's a city in Texas. This is, my, this is the, one of my hilarious things I drive by every time I go to San Antonio and you're going down I-35. There's a lot of time to look because I-35 is a freaking parking lot at all times. It's the worst highway in the, all of America. Except maybe for like, what is it, the 606? What, what is your shitty highway? The 405. The 405, that's it. Yeah, the 405. There's a, there's a city called Uhland. U-H- L-A-N-D. And I can only assume that someone is like, hey, what do you call this? Uh, land. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, when he called this workout, I was like, I don't know. It's it's got, uh, let's just call it the road thruster pull-up. It's genius. (laughs) Genius. (laughs) Oh, man. But I'll look at these and I'm like, I don't want to do fight gone bad right now. That's how good it is. I don't want to go there. Yeah. I want to do, I kind of want to do Tabata this. I haven't done that one in a while. I only want to do it as like, damn, I forgot about that one. You know what? I forgot about the row in it. I did too. I've, I, I was like, I've I thought it. Tabata I this was like done. Angie, like Tabata Angie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, yeah. it's even better. Because you have the sit-ups in there too. So. Damn it, that means I'm at the program this next We had like really big classes. And we're trying to figure out how we're going to get through everybody. And, you know, this is in the way early days when when I wasn't as good at trying to figure out how to manipulate all the people that we had in the class. Because back in the old CrossFit days, like you'd have a class of 35 people or whatever Mm. it is. And you're trying to, you know, you're a small gym and you're trying to figure out all your equipment. We would change the row to burpees. That would be like one element of doing it because like I know myself, I would sell my soul on the first four, especially on the push press. <laughs> yeah. Because I could get so many and then it would be like I'd get three calories on Did the I bank, I'd bank on the box jumps and the push press. Or if you really wanted to cheat the system, you would do it out of order, like same order as this, but you would start with the push press. Oh. So that you know that you can just get like 
90 on that on yeah. that one minute you know so it's like sweet i'm gonna get 150 on every single one of these rounds yeah it's gonna be great yeah so funny yeah <laughs> everyone's like trying to figure out all the different ways it's so funny back in the day like that i think it's uh yeah these are these are great great tests overall and what i think yeah. is hilarious that you know we just had this um we did that show with sean and talk elite fitness of should there be a yeah. cross at hall of fame on the heels of we're doing this and it, and it made me think, you know, before we close things out is like, yeah, like, there should be some hall of fame workouts in there. How would you, how would I you don't even, I don't even know, but I mean, that talk about the most subjective setup. Right. It's like, Oh, well, everyone's going to put like, like every girl benchmark. It's like, no, not every girl benchmark workout is that great. True. Every hero workout is like, that's just we're, heroes are heroes. They're in their own hall of fame. That's the whole point. But maybe like games, hall of fame workouts, some of the best ones ever, like training world changing events. Oh, I'm trying man. to think of this, what I would even oh, put okay, in there. So we, we have done a show with us and Sean and Tommy and talked about all the best events and tried to whittle ourselves down. And it ends up being all of these other things that are attached to that workout. Yeah. The fan, you know, like the, 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 uh, the sled handstand push up, uh, right. Bridges, so runs. much like, went into that. Like, so it's outside like so the workout into that where you're like, okay, but we're talking about the workout though. Like what was, but you, I think it'd be really, it would be really hard to do. Obviously yeah. there's, I mean, the subjectivity is, was crazy. Uh, well, let me ask this. Would you, of all the years you've been doing this, would you have picked, would any of those three ended up, if you were to think of a, Hall of Fame top three of all time. Would any of those three be there? In there right using now? Their, using their criteria of simple and effective. Um, I mean, not that it has to have a rower. I, th I know they connected it that way, but. Um. I have always loved Helen. You do. I do. Yeah, I really do. And I think it's just. Whenever I try to explain CrossFit to somebody and what a class is like, I just walk them through Helen. Yeah. It's just simple. It, it, I think it's, it's all of those for, for the group class CrossFitter. Yeah. Three rounds, 40 meter run, 21 swings, 12 pull-ups, go hard, have fun. Like it's just, it's so, it's a very classic test. But when I look at these as far as like complete and effective, I think these check that box better than, than Helen does. But I, I still love it. Everyone keeps throwing in Linda. Fuck that workout. You guys are so wrong. I like that workout. Anything that's body weight percentage based weights, get out. <laughs> we just right. we just <laughs> talked about this at the beginning of the show. You micro machines. Of course you love freaking Linda. Try Linda when you're doing a body weight baseline of two fifteen. Tell me how much you love Linda then. Right. <laughs> Sitting there I doing like, like 275 pound deadlifts. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm not saying this is a bad, like a standardized Linda, maybe, but right, right. Um, I honestly, I mean, I can't really think of one that in this what they have similar to something like that that I would put in there. What about you, Kelsu? Uh I mean, if we're talking Hall of Fame, simple. Why well, gotta like bring simple that on paper? I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm not trying to like <laughs> rub dirt on you right now. <laughs> um, uh. It's simple. It's effective. I think it's timeless. Like 
whether you are an old school CrossFitter, you're like, I don't want to touch that. Or if you're a new school CrossFitter, even if I could just learn it, you're like, I don't want to touch that. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's not highly technical, painful, effective. Um, I'd love to see Cal at the CrossFit Games one day, one year, and they just, they just march five thrusters all the way down the competition floor. Bar facing cool. burpees too. But don't yeah. change the weight. We don't need 185-pound cow sue. No. We need real cow sue. That'd be sick. It, it, because it would do, like, could you imagine, like, the the speed that they would be able to go. How exciting that would, would be. would be awesome. It would be awesome. Whew. Yeah. Or advance every 10 thrusters. We'll say that. Whatever. Just 10 segments. Five bar facing burpee. Step back over the bar. Go. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be so good. That'd be a sick finale. That would be an, yeah, ex- that, I think that would, that would have been more exciting than Jackie Pro. That, here's the thing. Jackie Pro was awesome. The, I get the time constraints to like force people into a different realm. I, I get that twist of the test. But if you took that off, I think the races would have been better. Yeah. I know the races would have been better. Yes, everybody would have mailed in the row and got off at the same time, but, like, everyone just, like, got off the row and were like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, it was a cool twist. I, I am not hating on it at all. But if you wanted to see a better race, we had some decent races at the end. I'm not saying any of the races were bad, but, like, I don't if, know. If, I like the way they did it. I think if they I were do. Gonna do I do. I really do. I like, I like forcing them into something without like having that. that one piece then using like what you say about putting it at the end and what you do is you just flip the name of jackie and turn it around like Ooh. spell it backwards what is and jackie you go backwards? bar muscle up thrusters and then they have to race jackie the, in the reverse that. yeah 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 i like that uh, I like Kalsu. I like Helen. It's just a great workout. Yeah. It's a good test. Kalsu's good. But these are great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we need, to, we need to think about this. I'm like, nah, not really. Not really. <laughs> we're talking, well, about, we're okay. talking about CrossFit, not if, testing the fittest person on earth to make sure it's a well-balanced exactly. test of strength now, and swimming and that. endurance. We're not looking at the three of them put together to be a what is the outcome of whatever. It is a here are three individual by themselves standalone events that you would do at your at your box. Mm-hmm. Period. Not to be like, did we hit all the buttons of everything we need to hit to quote unquote get all of fitness? It's like, are these simple? Are they effective? Are they going to get the job done? Yeah. Oh, Mark put out a good one. Filthy 50. Oh, that's a good one, too. Like That's that a good one. one. That's a good yeah. one. Filthy 50s quality. I mean, what other ones could you put in there? Yeah, Filthy 50. I like Filthy 50. That's a good one. Well, so what if your three was Filthy 50, Calcio, and um, Helen? As another three. Although, is there is it Russian swings or full swings in Filthy Fifty? Filthy Fifty is kind of weird. Uh, it is. It's got Russian. odd weights, movements, and has knees to elbows, jumping yeah. pull ups, 
jumping pull-ups, which I thought is dumb. Dumb. But it's um, a good one. I mean, it's a good... Yeah, I wouldn't put it in the Hall of Fame, probably. But I like uh, it. Bear Russian complex. swings. Oh, look, the jip. Oh, okay, so if you want to put a barbell one like, in there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking about, like, what would like be... Like real bar, bear complex. Like the real one. Five rounds, unbroken. Power clean, front squat, push jerk, back squat, push jerk. Five in a yeah. row, unbroken for five sets or seven no sets? Uh, seven reps of that. Seven unbroken One rep complexes. Is, yeah. Un- unbroken, yeah. Oh, dang. Forget how awful that was. Now I remember like 95 was like really good. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And I was like, I did a bear complex at 275. I'm like, no, you didn't. Right. <laughs> you did one you, you complex. Did. <laughs> you it. did one complex. Yeah. You did not do the bear complex. You yeah. did a complex. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, that was article number nine. Really cool. I like the uh, the beginning portion of the row and different ways we can use an algorithm to even split like a Sinclair weightlifting formula or there we are on both ends of not having weight classes and you know, like, like the open division, right? You want to put your hat in the ring? Go at it. Yep. I love it. I love that. Yep. And this has been super fun too. Yeah. Really like it. Well, that was fun. Glassman Chipper. We'll do it again next week. What is on the docket next? Ooh, a postural error, a costly biomechanical fault, the muted hip. Ha ha ha. Yeah, so for all you coaches and trainers out there, the muted hip. Oh, Jeremy, that's a good one. The chief wouldn't put it in the Hall of Fame, but that's a good one. Yeah. Question for the group. Cat will put this on here. Question for the group, if you had to pick one erg slash cardio piece of equipment... And have small space, which would you pick? I think we said this during the garage gym one, but oh, yeah. unequivocally the rower. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much you can sub it for. Like air bike's cool, not the C2 bike, the rower. Plus, it's, it's just a better overall full body machine. That you'll yeah. get much more out of adaptation wise than than an air bike. Air bike's good. It's not like if you're like rower's not available, then I would say something like the Echo bike or the assault bike. Yeah, no, those those are good, but like when those are really effective is when you're all out. And if you're not yeah. all out, then they're kind of like, eh. Yeah, like you can still dick around. You can get on the rower air. and be like at the percentages, it's yeah. still fucking shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rower. So rower yuck yuck all right folks thanks for joining us for the crossfit journal book club glassman chipper number nine next week we will what are we gonna do tuesday maybe we'll do the what should we do on tuesday i don't know should we hit up tyler should that be episode one do 2007 scoring the crossfit games 2007 Ooh. maybe that's what it will be that'll be the call yeah. Maybe that's what it will be. A little Q&A. A little Q&A. Yeah, the Q&A was great. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll save that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. All right, team. Thanks for joining us. Nice short episode today. Bill, can't wait to go back and listen to the Savon podcast that you had. It was good. And, oh, a live call show. Yeah, we should do that. 
I need to have someone like monitor the calls. Could not have that garbage that comes in. <laughs> Savant's. Savant is so nice. It's the nicest he ever is on that show is when people call in. It's it's really weird. I know. I'm like, please hang up. Please. <laughs> I'm like texting him, hang up on this dude. Please. Please. All right, gang. Thanks for joining us today. Have a happy Thursday as we march towards the weekend. And uh, Bill. Sir. Good time, sir. Later, man. Thank y'all.